This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 67 for the week of March 4th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything. Everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening any little bit of entertaining. What's up, everybody? Howdy. Howdy ho. Hi ho. I am Mike Libri. Perhaps you know me online and at conventions and hopefully not in real life because that's strange when people call me Vegito EX in real life. I tried no, that once. I was scared. Yeah. And I cried and I curled up into a fetal position. I just laughed and pointed at you. <laughs> I'm like a Vegito EX crying like a little baby. And uh, what the hell kind of accent was that? <laughs> it started off British and it ended up like Scottish or some crap. Uh, who are know. you? I'm not here. You're not okay. I'm moving away on. Now. <laughs> who, who is the other individual here then? Uh, sort of here. Is anyone here besides myself? No. I'm All a right. hologram. Julian, how are you doing? Ah, oh, shit. He's not here. I guess I have to stay with you two. All right. Well, we're going to have to fill in for Julian, huh? Yeah, you're going to settle for us. Yeah, I could be Julian if you want, but I don't um, have any good stories. Sure. You got the deep voice. You got the Jewish thing going yeah. on. It yeah. works. Yeah. That's so, it. so filling in for Julian. Hi. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm fantastic. Awesome. And then uh, restarting over here once again, <laughs> Mary, how Hi. are you? Doing good. Good. That... That good, facial expression good. didn't look good. <laughs> I'm a little bit sweaty in here. That's that's the only problem. It's it, all hot in this room. It's hot and steamy. Oh, yeah. Lots of hot men in this room. Who can resist the yeah. hotness? Yes. Stuff. Uh, anyways, so uh, I, I think we said that we're doing well. So we have that out of the way. That's always important. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get right into it tonight. We have an exciting episode. We have Volume 2, and I guess that would be Episode 2, of our manga review and analysis, where we have dueling opinions. We have Mary and myself who have read it before, and we have Jeff who has never read it before. Dueling opinions of something that we actually both like, which is uh, that's true. kind of odd. So I guess it's not really too dueling. Dueling perspectives dueling from perspectives. background. Perspectives, and, and yes. stuff. The only thing that can ever skew the real truth is perspective. That's right. So look forward to that. And later on this episode, we're actually giving away stuff. We're so good about this. We have this Funimation remastered season one DVD box set, and God knows we don't fucking want it here anymore. So we're gonna give it away to one unlucky winner later or on lucky. In this episode. Is it lucky or unlucky? Opinions, Mary. It's for free. Wrong, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's lucky because, first of all, I'm bored. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, crap. <laughs> We're going to give that away later on this episode, so look forward to that. We have uh, some emails, and we got all sorts of other great stuff. Uh, as I mentioned, Julian, who I live with in a purely heterosexual way on Daizen Chewy X, he is not here this evening because it is his birthday as we're recording. Huzzah! Happy birthday, Julian. So, uh, congratulations for living yet another year. Hopefully you can continue onwards with this trend. We do enjoy your presence in the realm of the living. Unless I see to it that that changes. That was amazing. <laughs> 
So, uh, do we have any other stuff we uh, talk stuffage? And this week things? was pretty stuffless. It, it was a pretty stuffless. Yeah, week. this week just kind of happened. You know, work day in day out. Work, no work. real news. I would like to say the S word and say that this week was utter shit. Really? Oh, what was I'm shitty sorry. about it? Too much, but it's much better now that I'm here. And it's the weekend. And it's the weekend, so that means the week's over. So, so now it's cool shit. Cool shit. Cool shit. It's gonna be a week of cool to uh, balance the week of shit. Fun stuff. Yes, absolutely. And that ends the stuff, and that takes it into the news. The only news I have for y'all this week is something that I just got an email about earlier today. And it's not so much news as it is just telling people where to buy cheap shit. Got an email from CD Japan, one of our preferred sites to buy stuff from. They got a big clearance sale going on right now. A lot of stuff is up to 70% off. Of course, nothing you ever really want is that high off. But they do have a couple of those R2 Dragon Ball Z DVDs for 30% off. So if you would like to pick up volumes 24, 25, 26, 27, and or 30. Don't know what happened to 28 and 29 there. Those are all selling for 2,660 yen on CD Japan. So that's around 25 bucks. That's not bad. It's, It's about 10 bucks off. Hmm. So that's pretty good. And that's um, the sell era. I was going to say, if that those look like middle numbers, that's probably sell mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. I wonder what 28 and 29 are. Uh, probably the things you really want. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> Damn you Japanese. So uh, that's really it for news. Buy some cheap stuff. I don't know how long the sale is going to be going on. So if you want it, get in on it. I should see if any imports I want are on sale. That's true. They have lots of other stuff besides DVDs and not just Dragon Ball DVDs. There was some Naruto. There was some One Piece. There was some Beck. There was some Paradise Kiss. They had the special edition volume three of Paradise Kiss. They canceled that in America. What? With the all spare- the extra shit? Yep. Well, maybe you should buy the R2 one. It's like 50 bucks with all the extra oh, stuff. Oh, but then I won't be able to really play it or... Watch it subtitled. Well, I mean, you can play it. No I mean, problem. I guess we'll be able to read it. Well, I guess so. But you know it well enough. We're going to buy true. the American one. We can, mm. like, make our own version of it or something. And that's bootleg. Wow. Not uh, when you buy them both. True. What, how, all right. Let's just do this as an open poll. How many of you people would buy the Daisenshu EX redub of Beck? <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you could play all but one character, really. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Never mind, you're fired, Mike. <laughs> it's all you. Uh, that wow, is... you're, you're a scary Maho. Uh, uh, I'm an awesome Maho. <laughs> that is the end of the news. No, so... wait, it's not done. No, no, it is. <laughs> it is, no. I, I will not let this proceed. Damn. It is time to move on to the topic for the week, the manga review analysis discussion stuff. So we are up to volume two of the manga. We are going by the original Tonkobon numberings, which uh, is 42 volumes in total. So you can follow along with either the original Japanese release, or you can follow along with the Viz release in North America, and most other countries got the 42 volume release as well. I know there are a couple countries that split individual volumes into halves. So that was kind of weird. But at least you know what to follow along with. That would be three and four in your country. When you hear the dong, proceed to the next page. Exactly. So we are going to skim through these chapters. This is chapters 12 through 24 in volume two here. So we'll give you a little review of what happens in all these chapters. Then afterwards, we'll talk about uh, what we think about it, who shows up, uh, Jeff's per- perspective, opinion, outlook. I have an opinion. <laughs> 
<laughs> as someone who has just read it for the first time. Yay. And Mary and myself who have read it before, and it's been a while since we've read oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's been actually, years. you just finished rereading it yeah. just now. I remember the first time I, I read your volume two, either both of us or just you. I think it was, it was back in school. somewhere. No. no it was in, in your dorm. Oh. I remember distinctly sitting on your bed and plowing through like the first, I don't know, three or four volumes. Oh, I'm glad you London. remember things. Yeah. Let's kick it off here with chapter 12. Picking up where the last chapter and volume left off, we have Goku, who has just met Gyumao, or the Ox Steaming King, or Ox King will work quite well. And uh, he's being sent off to go find Chi-Chi, his daughter, and uh, Yamcha has just met up with her and oh, that puts the well. moves on her, yeah. kind of, sort of. That went really well. Yeah, that went real well. And Yamcha takes off, and Goku comes upon her, and uh, she gets up on the cloud. And is this the first time we learn about Goku's deficiency? I think so. Dun, dun, dun. I yes, it is. I think this is the first time. Yes, it is. Because uh, Yamcha goes, hey, 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 keep that in mind. Exactly. That's uh, something to remember here. So this is the first time we learn that when someone grabs Goku's tail, he is uh, kind of out of strength, out of power, and can't really do a whole hell of a lot. Great thing to say, Goku. Yeah, real strategic. Say it out loud. Very Well, he has no idea. He's too naive well, at this point. Yeah, He's... it's like in the middle of the freaking desert, too. <laughs> nope he doesn't to know. And uh, we also get into a little more pat-pat going on here. Oh, Chi-Chi's female. Fancy that. <laughs> Good job, Goku. Underage, no less. And at this point, they're taking off to Kami Senin's island because they need to get some shiz. And the dolphin points them in the right direction. And talks to them. And talks to them, um, loving the talking animals in Dragon Ball. Yes. This one didn't have a sword, though. <laughs> this dolphin true. with a sword. There will be more animals with swords as we progress through them all. Yay! So now we're on to chapter 13 here. And uh, Kami Senin's already talking about the boobies. Uh, apparently this girl is slightly different from the last one. Doesn't have quite the Chahunka Wunkas that we know from before. And Chi-Chi is uh, not impressed. She does not think this is the true great master and proceeds to throw her axe helmet at him. And uh, you think he's going to dodge. He turns around, he's got a great look on his face, and unfortunately he gets kind of sliced through the head. Wouldn't that really hurt? Instead, they slap a giant band-aid on his head. Well, that makes things okay. It helps that he's immortal, too. I'm sure he's gotten worse. <laughs> true. <laughs> Well, at this point, Goku and Chi-Chi are after the Basho Sen, which is, uh, what do they call it in the Funimation dub? Banjo fan? Yeah. Something what? like that. Now, this is actually something from Journey to the West. Oh. Jeff, how much do you know about Journey to the West? I know uh, very little. I just know that the character names are kind of the same. Goku's in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Nyobo yep. is in it. Uh, that's as far as I know. Okay, cool. We've actually done a dramatic reading about the Basho Sen. In a very earlier podcast. Um, so I guess to explain to Jeff where this comes from and mm. any podcast listeners, Gyu Mao is actually a character in Journey to the West. Mm -hmm. He's directly taken from there. Except in Journey to the West, he has a wench, like a concubine kind of thing on the side. Mm -hmm. And he has a son instead of a daughter. Mm. And the wench, as I like to call her, was in possession of the Basho Sen and fought uh, Sun Wukong, or Sun Goku, using this. And mm -hmm. he got blown halfway across the world. And he's like... All right, that didn't work. <laughs> so he goes off and finds one of, uh, I guess you would say, his god friends who gives him, I can't remember if it was a pill or a drink or something like that, that makes him immune to it, and he's able to fight her and mm. get it for himself. Mm. So Toriyama is really just kind of adapting that storyline into here, and that's what they're going to go do with it. Right. Now, unfortunately, um, the Basho Sen, um, it's not so good right now. It was thrown out. And soup spilled on it. Yeah. 
Way to go. So instead, Tommy Sinan decides, well, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to take care of it myself. I need to put out the fire on the mountain with the castle and the stuff. And so we get, uh, as they say, Baby Gamera, which is, you know, Godzilla reference going on here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was actually going to break out the whole MST3K. <laughs> Gamera! Gamera! Come on, who hasn't seen that? You people aren't old enough yet. Damn it. I can't help but when I read this, remember the original Funimation dub of when he's spinning. And he goes, I'm getting dizzy. One of my he's singing lines. a little song, too. He's like, <laughs> come, come out tonight. Come out tonight. Come out tonight. Oh, I'm getting, getting dizzy. dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Why do we both remember that? Good times. Good times. Because it was good delivery. So Goku and Chi-Chi take Kintone all the way back to Gyumau's, and Kamisenin shows up off the turtle and proceeds to vomit all over the ground. <laughs> and now we're on into chapter 14, which I do not believe was originally called Kame 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 Chameleon, but uh, I appreciate Viz's sense of humor. That is slightly. worse than Hey Goku Get Off My Cloud. <laughs> that totally just blew it away. Well, they are music fans. We can tell at least. Yeah. So that's something. I appreciate that much. Yeah, but they switched from Rolling Stones to, to <laughs> Culture Club. Just random. I wonder what the actual titles were called. Don't we you have, have a manga guide on your we site? We do. We have a semi-complete manga reference guide that uh, Julian and I kind of forgot about where you can read the original chapter titles and Viz's uh, translations of them. Reversioning. I believe we have at least all the Dragon Ball era stuff. Okay. So you can check that yeah, stuff Yeah, I'm out. curious to know what Kame Kame wait a minute, Chameleon. Alright, we're going to have to take a moment to see what it is right now. Yeah, I, I want to know. <laughs> Morbid curiosity moves us forward. This chapter in the original Japanese is quite simply called Kame Senin's Kamehameha. That's direct and straight to the point and it doesn't lie. <laughs> exactly. Wow, now that, that manga title doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kami Sanin decides that he's going to put it out, but he needs a little something in return. He wants a little touchy-touchy, gropey-gropey going on with the Bulma, who is in her bunny outfit, by the way. Always fantastic. My favorite Bulma outfit. So Kami Sanin has decided he's going to put it out. He takes all of his stuff off, and he's scrawny and can barely get up the wall. Cuckoo has to give him a little push up there. Gets up there, and he buffs way the hell up. Crazy. Not expecting that, so that's pretty interesting. And this is when the Kamehameha is first shown off. He does his hand motions, and Yamcha's flipping out because he's heard of this before, and it's crazy. And Kamehameha unleashes this, and it's huge, and we get that ching, 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 ching kind of shot of everyone at the bottom. But you miss a great part, though, when uh, Yamcha sees it's like, I can't wait, I can't believe I'm going to see this for the first time, and Puar goes, hey, isn't that the king of Hawaii? <laughs> I don't know if that was originally in the Japanese version. Julian would be able to tell us. Ah. You know, maybe we could cross-reference it with the content bond to find out. But I don't feel like digging it out. Yeah. But um, there's a long story behind the attack name. But yes, mm. I love the humor there. <laughs> so he unleashes that. And he has indeed put out the fire. And uh, unfortunately, he's also destroyed the entire mountain and castle. And made this poor family homeless. How poor are they? They have a castle. Well, he's killed lots of people by now and stolen lots of money. <laughs> but now so. it's all been destroyed. So hmm. that kind of sucks. But they're, they're kind of like, I don't know. I think the Ox King was kind of like, oh, whatever, we'll rebuild. Thank you so much, Kame Sen. Right, yeah. right. I think he can handle it. You're not going to yell at your master for destroying your castle of stone exactly. wares. You, know? <laughs> like, you didn't earn it, buddy. Chapter 15. Goku is very impressed by this attack. And Kame Sen tells him, it was, you know, 50 years of work. Yeah, you'll never pull it off. Hope he enjoyed it. 
Goku's just kind of looking at his hands. He's in the background just doing his little motions. And you're like, oh, he's not going to do anything. They're all talking. And all of a sudden, this poor little car, tire gets blown off it. Everyone flips around. Goku's like, I did it. That was awesome. And everyone's flipping out. How could he do this? So this is the very first time that Goku uses the Kamehameha. And he's, uh, you know, ruined a tire. Later on, it's going to become something very, very different in terms of how he can control it mm. and how big it is. He can even do a super version of it. So it's nice to see its humble beginnings as uh, destroying cars. And uh, Bulma discovers the Dragon Ball in the wreckage, and that's all good and dandy. They're ready to take off, and Kami-sendin says, Hey, you owe me a little something-something. Bulma's not going to stand for this, though. So what does she do instead, guys? She makes Oolong do her dirty work, as usual. Which is a brilliant move on the part of Bulma. Good idea. I appreciate her um, smartness. Definitely, in uh, in the earlier volumes, of course. It, it's amazing that Oolong... I mean, she's got the pee thing going on with him, but he did it, and he enjoys it so much. What is wrong with him? I like that he can't transform properly. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's just like, well, what's wrong with this? What? Looks great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then we get into the whole, uh, what is marriage? What does it mean to be a wife and a husband? All that stuff, which is going to come back to haunt him much later on. So uh, keep that in mind. Ah, but yes, but we did uh, exchange the pat-pat for the puff-puff. That's true. Pat-pat may be for now, Mm -hmm. but puff-puff is forever. Ah, there you go. (laughs) Toriyama setting some uh, trademarks here. Moving on, chapter 16. We're moving onwards into the rabbit village, where we get, I guess you would say, uh, like a boss character, if it was a video game. Something like a that. A very well, minor boss. Yeah, I right. think I think this is kind of boss. like if you were to look at that point in the manga here in the second book, and mm-hmm. you were to uh, uh, compare it to the same the same moment in the first manga mm-hmm. or chapter manga, you would notice that I think the random person they fight happens mm-hmm. at the same moment in both chapters. Yeah, because like this is a random thing that they just happen to show up, and look, there's an enemy. Oh, they fight and whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it happens at like the same yeah, time. Yeah, like in both a third books. into the manga. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Right. It's pretty well planned. Is this a way to break up the sections of the it is. of the book? Because they just finished up this little mini arc, right? He still does this little thing, and then it goes point. into you know the rest of the story. Right. Yeah, exactly. So here they arrive in the village. Everyone's freaking out because Bulma's still got the bunny outfit on, and why are they running away from a rabbit? She changes into the other clothes, and all of a sudden, no one really cares. And then we got those two uh, henchmen in the bunny outfits show up, and I love Bulma's just Goku. These are bad guys. Kick their ass for me. Okay. And, you know, he's he's all into it. <laughs> Bad men must kill. And gets that stupid grin on his face, takes him out. And uh, not much else in this chapter, except now they call the big guy in. And so everyone's, oh, shit, here he comes. Oh, no, you did it now, you little brat. <laughs> and the dude gets out of the car, and it's literally a rabbit man. With a stick. <laughs> and the magic touch. And he jumps and uh, <laughs> has Bulma give him five or a little slap. She slaps his hand away, and she turns into a carrot. So now we know what his uh, power is. And, of course, is it Yamcha that screams out to use Yoibo? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Goku's like, what are you doing here? Oh, that's a great idea. He does it anyways. Uh, this is also, if we'll note just for future reference, this is where Ulan goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> and sprints off. And he actually does it. Because he, in, in all the confusion, he can actually run away temporarily here. So good for him. As you would say, that little bastard. That's right. (laughs) 
So they're kicking Goku's ass because uh, he, he really can't do a whole lot here. They've got Bulma. But uh, transforms into a bird and grabs the Bulma carrot. And then comes Yamcha, kicks some ass. Goku's back up and it's time to fight. And he smacks him over the head and turns Bulma back into normal. And here's where I kind of wish Julian was here to tell us the story of the rabbit on the moon. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. I, I know there's there's like a really good electronic uh, music group name with that. Uh, yes, that's true. They're really, really good. And there's I had an no Oticon idea what that's music from. video to one of their songs. Yes. Back in 2000, I think. It was oh my really, God. really, a really good. A Kenshin video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Kenshin OVA video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It was great. Flashbacks. Seven years ago. <gasps> Holy God. Don't say that, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, so this is, you know, a big Japanese story about the rabbit on the moon, you know, Sailor Moon. Usagi Tsukino exactly. translates to Bunny on the Moon. No mm-hmm. kidding. Yep. Yep. Wow. Tsuki means moon. No is possessive, so and her first name is Usagi, so rabbit of the moon. That's rabbit funny, on the moon. Tsukino Usagi. I wouldn't doubt that that my girlfriend would know that too. Yep. Hmm. Huge thing. Mary with the useless trivia. So yes. I'm not yeah. authoritative on the rabbit on the moon story, but uh, you can look it up some great. So think about rabbits on the moon making mochi or something, right? Which is what they end up doing to the villains in this uh, right, in this right, chapter. Right. Goku takes a no- the noi I can't say it noibo. noibo. noibo <laughs> right. Yeah. He actually brings them to the moon. And somehow they can breathe up there. Didn't we have an email about this last week? Or yes, week we before did. About when Goku, have, but he didn't know at this point. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much the end of the chapter. In chapter 18, now we're introduced to essentially the core villain team. And if you've been watching the TV series, you've already seen them. They've already long been here, which I actually think works better in the anime. I think so, too. I got to point out something before we hit that, though. The reason why I brought the whole thing with Oolong earlier, how the hell did they catch up with him? It's uh, Toriyama manga. He forgot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he uh, or maybe okay. Oolong just felt really bad so we hung out like outside town waiting for them he's a bastard but deep down he does have some kind of that or Bulma something. probably enticed him somehow that's right you know you she just went know. around whistling you never know I just wanted to be in so here we have Mai up on the mushroom it reminds me way too much of uh, level 1-3 in Mario the mushroom yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so they destroy Goku's ship, and we have one of the uh, kind of classic Dragon Ball mech kind of things that they jump into and pilot around. We see this pretty much from here on to the end of the series. We always see something like this. Right. Someone uses. I think like on of, Namek. Yeah, Bul- Bulma on Namek. The outfit. There's always some kind of mech that looks like that. Wow. And, you know, I thought this was like the one uh, series that didn't have a mech in it. No, there's there's tons of mechs in Dragon Ball. Mm. When we get to the Red Ribbon arc. Oh, that's right. That's full of mechs. Kind of, sort of. Good stuff. Hmm. So they destroy the ship, and uh, we have Soba or Shu or whatever you want to call him. We've said this before. Toriyama originally named the dog Soba in the manga. And then when the TV series came on, he decided that, oh, his name should be Shu because he forgot that he had already named him Soba in the manga. So Toriyama was already old and decrepit when he started Dragon Ball. Good for him. Good for him, man. So Goku's taken off, and he still thinks that the robot is some kind of monster being. He's poking it. I think he would know by now after seeing, like, cars and and whatnot. No, he's stupid. So now uh, Mai and Shu or Soba, whatever the hell you want to call them, they've got the Dragon Balls, except Goku has the one on him. And I believe it's still his four-star ball, Grandpa. Grandpa! So they take off Yamcha and Bulma are kind of making googly faces at each other, and Yamcha's still freaking out. And then we see the man peel off for the first time, 
and they've kind of tricked the gang to coming to the castle. And I love the arrows on the floor. <laughs> it's classic. Let's follow them. Where's it going to lead to? Oh, we're retarded. It leads us to a dead end. We're going to die. <laughs> and Pilaf's like, I can't believe they just fell for that. He's so aware. I love him. <laughs> we're going to get some more of that with him, too. <laughs> Chapter 19. These are actually uh, some color pages originally. Because if you're looking at them in the manga, you can see it's kind of uh, grayscaled down and shaded, which is very different for Dragon Ball. Mm. And here we start with the Dr. Slump references. We have the poo on a stick and all the other uh, kind of breaking the fourth wall things going on here. Just uh, the author being very self-aware of what's going on. Well, the characters just downright talk about, like, not right. you're not supposed to make doc, uh, Dr. Dr. Slump, Slump references, references now. <laughs> we have Yamcha making the jokes, too. And he's like, what? I can't make jokes? What's going on here? <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Mm. So Pilaf brings Bulma up, and we think something really dirty is going to go on. And Pilaf is all offended. I would never do something like this. Blows her a kiss, and... <gasps> All that stuff, and she falls and you know, I sends am, her back down. I was going to say, I'm really surprised at how uh, proper, I think, is the word for, yeah. for these guys. They're really, really clean. Yes. Except for the poop on the stick. Yes. Dr. reference, <laughs> but still, it's like they, they, they like chided yeah. each other for, for like even saying like the, the cleanest of dirty words. You right, know? right, right. Like they're really, really just anal. I love Frieza, but I do think Pilaf is my favorite villain in the series. Yeah, he's really funny. He's going to come back. Excellent. Yes. At that point, the chapters sort of bleed together, so I kind of yeah. lost they track. They do. Yeah, it's yeah. actually starting to be kind of continuous now. Mm. And uh, by using gas, they're able to get the last Dragon Ball. They're trying to bust their way out. Neither Yamcha or Goku can really do anything. And Pilaf is summoning the dragon. Chapter 20, Shenlong. We see him for the first time up in the sky. Oolong and Pleh have managed to get out because they've transformed into bats. And uh, Shenlong is ready to grant the wish. And everyone's flipping out. Oh, my God, he's going to get it. Oolong to the rescue. Thinking fast, getting in his wish before Pilaf can spout it out. And down float some pretty hot diaper panties. No, it's it's uh, like uh, schoolgirl panties. They look like diapers to me. They do look like diapers, however. Maybe schoolgirls pee their pants. Maybe <laughs> hot girls have diapers. I do not want to go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so the Dragon Balls take off, and this is where Goku finally learns the sad truth that after the wish is made, the Dragon Balls scatter, and they turn to stone, and that's it. And my grandpa. But nope, they're gone. Well, we kind of learned the real reason of what happened to his grandpa soon enough. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And so uh, now Pilaf is pissed, and Oolong. I love how Oolong went back in with them. Did they capture Oolong? So all of a sudden, we just see... We see Oolong with the panties, and then the next page, he's back inside with them. So did he transform and go back in with them to die, or did he get thrown in? Like, it's not the next chapter. He's just suddenly inside again. I didn't pick up on that until just now. Uh, You know, considering how... Ra- how full of rage Pilaf would have been at that point. I think they would <laughs> have grabbed him and just... Something. Yeah, they probably just did something. Although oh. he didn't take the panties. All right, here we go. Pilaf does say, go get them, you know, so maybe something happened. But then, they they keep the panties on his head. Right, yes, he gets to keep the panties. <laughs> so they're inside, and um, now we're in this kind of, like, steel room, and there's the glass ceiling that they can't break through, and no one can get out. They're just kind of like, ah, oh, we're going to die. What's going to go on? And then we get to... The next chapter, everyone's exhausted, and Oolong's kind of doing that, 
oh, if I'm going to die, I might as well look at the pretty moon. And everyone starts talking. Goku's talking about this story about a giant monster that comes out when the moon is full. And they're all like, huh, that's kind of weird. And wait a minute, where's your grandpa? Oh, he's dead? Oh, the monster got him? You slept through the whole thing? Fuck. So they're all up against the wall. They're like, for the love of God, do not look at the moon. Where? That one. Oh, let me look. <laughs> and it looks like he's fine. He's just like, oh, uh, nothing's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And then they kind of like, Shing! Oh, a great, happens. a great, page, like, just a page spread there where it's just like, boing, 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 boing. And Goku starts transforming. And uh, we have our first glimpse of the, of Pilaf in bed with... <laughs> With his PJs on. <laughs> the Ozaru. We have the giant ape Goku. Goku has transformed into it. Chapter 22 here. We're closing in towards the end of this volume. He's wreaking havoc. He's destroying the castle. And Maya just got some nice uh, pajamas there, too. She's looking pretty good. So Goku busts out, and everyone's <laughs> able to escape now. And uh, Pilaf and company take off in one of their planes, and Goku throws, like, the top of the castle at them, <laughs> knocks a plane out of the sky. But uh, once again, everyone transforming, thinking quick, they uh, are able to go after the tail. Is it bleh that turns into the scissors? Yeah. Yeah. And so, cuts them off. And it's basically, this chapter is just a big action chapter of Goku smash. Rawr. They cut off the tail, and... Uh, he turns back to normal and falls to the ground. Nikki. So chapter 23, everyone's like, oh, well, that's the end of this. That it's, was kind of crazy. What's really interesting is that Oolong says, and I don't know if it's in the Japanese version, mm-hmm. Oolong goes, what is he, uh, from outer space or something? Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Toriyama was planning, planning that seed deliberately. Mm. Like, maybe, maybe I should fall back on this later yeah, on. Yeah, maybe I should have something to fall back on. Exactly. And uh, by this point, everyone's realized, you know, obviously it was Goku that killed his grandfather. And Goku himself isn't going to know about this for... And we've actually had this conversation. I think the last time we talked about the manga, he's not going to know until the Zaijin arc when he realizes just who he is. Ulan gives him his kind of suspender pants to walk around in because God knows he ain't giving up those panties. <laughs> so everyone's taken off on their own separate ways and Yamcha and Bulma decide, hey, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend pretty much. Because and- it fixes each other's problems. Exactly. <laughs> Which is so ironic because, well, isn't that what they were going to wish for? Exactly. It's a relationship of convenience. <laughs> I love the little pose here. They're like, little hands off to the side. <laughs> They're just like jumping in the air. Exactly. So everyone's pretty much taking off their own separate ways. Everyone else flies off. Goku takes off on King Chon. And uh, we are on to, I think, the last chapter in this volume, chapter 24. Yeah, surprisingly, not the last uh, chapter of the volume. You know, I mean, uh, it is the last chapter of the volume here, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, uh, the end of that isn't the end of the, ch- of the of the volume. It actually goes on for an additional chapter, kind of like saying, uh, "Oh, right, right, right." You know, it's there's like, more coming. There's more coming. Like it's just surprising. That was a great ending point. That exactly, could have been at the end of chapter the, twenty-three. They could have just done it there and said, "Okay, well, uh, we'll see if there's another one." It's it's pretty obvious that that's what Toriyama wanted to do. That was his original plan was to do kind of like my one story arc be done. And I know if you read some uh, the Q&A things, Toriyama, after that, he said, oh, you know, maybe it'll go for about 10 volumes. That sounds about good. Ended up going on for 42 volumes. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, Goku flies back to Kamisinin's place, who's kind of oblivious because he's watching his uh, exercise on the television. Goku cleans out the entire refrigerator <laughs> because he's crazy. And Kamisinin decides, all right, if you find me a pretty hot babe, I will, uh, I will train you. And he brings back this gigantic 
What is that thing? She has weights or something. She's huge. <laughs> and that's where that ends. <laughs> a pretty odd ending. Really? Yes, they end on a high note. Yeah, right. Wacky exactly. hijinks. Mm. Well, let's talk about what we've been introduced to at this point. Characters, um, no one really important besides Shenlong. Yes, that's probably the most important of, right. the, uh, of, the, of the series. We got him at the end of 19 and then 20. And, of course, we're introduced to Mai, Shu, and Pilaf. And then Tony Njinka, the rabbit boss, he's irrelevant. He will never be back. He's just kind of there. But plot points. Chapter 12, we have Goku's tail as his weak point. Chapter 13, we get the Basho Sen from Journey to the West. Never going to come back, but that was just one of those uh, kind of pullovers there. Hmm. 17, we got Rabbit on the Moon, so Toriyama's still going with the jokes and the references. We got the Dr. Slump in 19. 21, we get the Ozaru. So between Shenlong and the giant ape, we have like kind of two staples. And Kamehameha. And the Kamehameha. Oh, That's true. Why did oh I wrote that under something else chapter fourteen Kamehameha so those three things Shenlong we got the Dragon Balls in the first volume and now we have Shenlong himself we got the Kamehameha we got the Ozaru like that's almost the Saiyajin arc right there I can totally see things. the series ending in two volumes right mm-hmm. we've accomplished everything mm-hmm. like we've explained what Goku is without you know getting a whole backstory we know he's something special we've got this crazy attack now so he's super awesome he's got this. We have a logical ending. The Dragon Balls have been gotten. But that's not it. Now, Mary, you and I know where it's going to go from here. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> and then after that, I really don't know. Like I said, that, I've, never, I've never actually read or seen the Red Ribbon arc. You've, have you read the 21st Padokai? Um, I think you did read that with me. Not the whole thing. You didn't. Okay. I've, seen, I've seen and read parts of it. So gotcha. I'm going to be delving into kind of new so stuff. So it actually is going to be kind of new for you. You, yeah. you know the story. But I haven't actually read it with my own eyes. Right, right. Hmm. I've actually read through pretty much all of it at this point, but it's been a long time. Jeff, do you have any idea where the rest of Dragon Ball is going to go from here? I just know that's going to continue. Okay. That's (laughs) basically what I know from here. That is correct. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on at this point. And to be honest, I was almost – I mean, I know this thing goes on for 42 volumes, but there was even something uh, that happened a couple times in this volume where I was just like, wow, this is a – uh, pretty heady stuff, you know. Like it could end really here if it, if they wanted to, you know. Right. Like something like I actually felt like fear for the characters <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Which I know this thing goes on and on, so apparently nothing bad's gonna happen. But you actually do feel that because uh, the writing's just that good. Yeah. Overall impressions of this volume. I we've kind of talked about it. What we think about the, the volume. only chapter I didn't like was actually uh, the action chapter. Yeah. Which Let's is interesting because everything. yeah, because I mean, eventually it obviously becomes uh, an action manga, but it's mm-hmm. at this point it really it's more intricate. Been. And this was just Goku smashing stuff. Goku smash. I just kind of glossed over that. I was like, okay, let's right. get back to the funny. Hmm. I'd rather see more funny. We're going to have lots more funny. We're going to have both the action and the funny combining from here on out. Mm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Any closing comments on the volume? I think in reviewing it, we said really all that we had to say about it. Well, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, what are your thoughts, Mike? Exactly what you guys have said. You summed it up perfectly. I have no additional thoughts or comments. Cop out. <laughs> um, uh, actually, if there's, yeah. I'm just, I don't know, passing thought. Um, I don't know. It is kind of odd, just like, uh, especially seeing it from this perspective. Um, yeah, again, 42 volumes, and like they just did so much right. in in this volume. Yeah, a lot got accomplished. Like a lot got it. They got the, the the dragon came out. They they got the dragon. <laughs> they made a wish that didn't really sort of happen, but right. uh, uh, everybody got their wish. 
Technically. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Sort I mean, if, Except for Pilaf. It is a really well-rounded story. Well, he's the bad guy. He doesn't get his wish. It right. just makes perfect sense. But it's just like it, it really could have just ended right there, which is really like stunning. I mean, I, I can't even imagine where it's going to go from here because, well, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what happens now? Is it going to be like Goku goes off trains and now there's this new set of characters and this new set, like this new storyline? Is that what's going to happen? Because apparently now we have to wait a year before the Dragon Balls are even able to be found again. There was again. a funny comment in there. Wulong goes, this is going to be a pretty boring comic book. <laughs> yes, that's right. I totally remember that. Well, you know what? You actually nailed exactly what's going to happen from here on out. So Amazing. I guess it makes logical, logical sense. Point. Yeah, because yeah. He, he might as well have just called it, you know, like it's like Dragon Ball stops here. Next to be, yeah. It could be Dragon Ball A and then Dragon Ball B. <laughs> <laughs> then they get to Z. Stuff. Cool stuff. So mm-hmm. that's going to wrap up Volume 2. Next month, we'll continue on with Volume 3. We're going to be introduced to uh, another main character in a recurring set of events in the series. Mm. So that's cool stuff. I look forward to reading it because I really enjoy that stuff. So now we're going to move it on with the rest of the episode. We actually have some releases from March. As far as I can tell, we have two things coming out in March, and one of them will already be out by the time you hear this episode. Oops. Why oops? Because we didn't mention it, you know, in previous episodes, but it's not important at all. Because it's a bad thing. Uh Volume 3 of the Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyajin slash Frieza arc of the, as Julian would call it, the Animanga. The redundantly redundant, this is... A comic that takes screenshots from the TV series, which is based oh, on the manga. God, One of those deals. No. Right. Oh, don't tell me They're that. They're still going with these, and this is selling for 710 yen on Amazon Japan. Well, it is cheap. Yeah. It still seems like a ripoff. Buy yeah, the manga instead. Get it's, the Kanzenban, more material, more bang for your buck. Is this like the cliff notes of the series? Do you even need a cliff notes of the series? You, you don't need it. Keep going on. Yeesh. Mary, what's out on March 21st? We cool got a stuff, video though. game. Yay, video games. More video games. Plot. It was pushed back from, I think, February to March. Yeah. So on uh, March 21st, I'm going to butcher the title, Dragon Ball Z, Haru Kanaru Goku Densetsu. It's a new DBZ RPG, car-based game, which uh, is pretty new. We haven't seen that in, like, ages. We haven't seen it since, technically, uh, Legendary Super Warriors on Game Boy Color was kind of car-based. But beyond that, you know, Famicom, Super Famicom era. So cool stuff. Hmm. So this is coming out on the Nintendo DS and is $48.90 on PlayAsia. Yepers, and the U.S. version is coming out a little later this spring. As far as I know, that's it for releases from March, so we're going to move it on to the emails. Jeff, how would you like to read some emails? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, let what me make the font a little bigger. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Oh, it's good. So oh what'd you do? What did you do? This is uh, from, I hope his name is Michael. That's uh, how I would Mich- say it. Oh, dear. Mikhail. Mikhail. We are going to butcher your name, dude. He's from the Netherlands, and he had a couple things to say, so we're just going to read his whole email here, and he's got a question at the end. And it's so perfect because he spots he spotlights his name. Like He's like, okay, Jeff, come on, try it. Just butcher <laughs> it. Just do it. Go for it. Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I'm going to call you Michael. I'm sorry, dude. I'm an American. I'm ignorant. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Michael Gilson. I live in the Netherlands and have been a DBZ fan since the summer of 2000 when the series was broadcast in our little country. It's pretty little, isn't it? <laughs> 
Unlike most European countries who have these series dubbed in their national language, the Netherlands got to see the American dub. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry dude. It's harsh. My favorite characters from DBZ include Goku, Vegeta, Chibi Goten, and Perfect Cell. I do know that you don't like the American dub, but I've gotten quite used to it. Probably because you don't understand how bad <laughs> it is in English. When it's all you have... And this is how everyone is. If that's all you have, you kind of grow fond of it. Like our memories of uh, the ocean dub. It was bad, but it was good. I've attempted to watch some of the original Japanese version, but somehow I just can't get used to Goku's high-pitched voice. I totally agree with you there. I, I, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense to you guys uh, as Japanese version fans. None taken. It's big thanks to DBZ that I've become a big fan of anime and manga. I've been listening to your podcast since November last year, and I must say it's very informative and entertaining, especially the funny comments of Vegito EX. I say funny things. Sometimes. I do have one question, though. In DBZ Movie 11, when Goten, Trunks, and Kurinin were about to face a giant bio-broly, which rose up from the sea, you see Kurinin with a golden <laughs> aura similar to a Super Saiyajin. Is this some mistake, or is there something special about Kurinin we don't know yet? Please keep on making these wonderful podcasts. I just had to keep putting his name in there to make you say it. You put that in there? Well, he wrote it as Krillin, but I always change it when I write the email. You, you just want me to say Kurinin. Get us all tongue-tied. So, the end of DBZ Movie 11, when they're kind of finishing off the sludge monster from the sea. Yeah, what is... I always noticed that, too. It kind of irritated me that Kurinin has the golden aura that we typically only see with a Super Saiyajin character. It is hidden power. I, it's just one of those movie things where I guess they didn't want to animate a different color or something like that. They just want him to look cool. I guess. I don't think there's really an answer to this. I just wanted to have an email from someone in the Netherlands. So uh, for whatever name that we can't say, I hope that doesn't answer your question because there's no answer to it. It's movie 11. And movie 11 is moderate garbage. And I think that answers the question. I think I'm the only one on the planet that halfway I enjoyed movie 11. Like it. it's, it's like so bad it's good. Yeah. Next email comes to us from Ryan. Ryan writes, Vegito EX, who's the smartest character in Dragon Ball? I'm the only one who can answer this question because it only says Vegito it, EX. And I can't answer that because I wouldn't know most of them. So okay. I'm going to say Piccolo. I'm going to say Bulma. You're going to say Bulma? Or Dr. Garou. I guess in the scientific sort of sense. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wasn't going that route. I was going that route. When I think smart, I think book smart. I, I can see. I'm going to take the route of Boo wanted to absorb someone smart, so we went after Piccolo. Could have went after Bulma, but I don't think it would have done much. Yeah, I don't think Boo's about to like create like some kind of you know technology and make I don't blow want to know away. what would happen if he absorbed Bulma. So uh, Bulma throws some nice cans. Next email, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. What does Ashley have to say? <laughs> Ashley says, and interesting, it's Ashley. Hello, you guys and Mary rock. <laughs> you rock the dragon. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's forget that. Uh, I was wondering why there hasn't been a top five list from Mary in these last few podcasts. Very true. Are you running out of ideas? My friend and I think you should do a cutest couple list, and Gohan and Videl should be number one. Keep up the good work. I agree. That would be a good list. I'd love yeah. to do that at some point. We actually do have some more ideas for it, but we kind of wanted to build up more and... 
we haven't even said it in a while. We want people to send in some ideas like Ashley did here. What do you guys want to see for top five lists? Yeah. We also don't want the idea to get too burned out. Like, I don't want it to be solely my crazy ideas week after week. Because for all I know, they really aren't that good. So I want opinions from you you guys. guys. Yeah. So do you want to see more of the top five lists? If you do, send us some ideas for them too. And uh, hopefully we can see some more of those in the future. That would be swell. Cool stuff. Jeff, the next one is from On A. On A? Yes. Sweet. Hi again, guys. I just listened to your evaluation of Cell's voice and loved it a lot. I was wondering, are you planning to do the same thing with Majin Buu? Being a Buu fan, I would love to hear your opinion on his voices. I agree. I think we should do that. We never really stopped to think about that. No. And, you know, he has even more voices than Cell. Right. And I was saying to Mike a few weeks ago that the reason why I don't think we've even considered Boo is because Mike's such a hardcore fan of Sales voice actor right, right. that I love <laughs> he's a bit biased, I think. So it, I don't even think that episode was a Cell episode. It was Mike splooching over Nordio Wakamoto. So yes, I agree. We should do a Boo episode. I think we'll do that in the relative near future. That'll take a little more work because, like you said, there are more voices. So I'll really have to rip a lot. It'll more be a lot clips. of research. Yeah. You know, defining what is a form, what is a different right, voice. Exactly. So bear in mind, this will take some time, but we'll it'll be it worth eventually. it. It'll be good. Cool stuff. Keeping it going with uh, more emails, we have this from Joe in Augusta, Maine. I actually lived in Brunswick, Maine for like five years. Nice. Cool stuff. Cool statement. Uh, my question concerns Gogeta in GT. Gogeta. Goku and Vegeta merch? Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I saw that. Many a year ago, before GT was brought to the U.S., I remember seeing clips of Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta and Goku fusing into Gogeta. Strangely, he had red hair instead of black like the other Super Saiyan 4s. In my ignorance at the time, I assumed this was uh, Super Saiyan 5. Soon after, I realized it was not. But recently, I thought about Movie 12. Now I sound like Kurt Loder. (laughs) When Goku and Vegeta fuse in their normal forms, they end up a Super Saiyan Gogeta. So I started to wonder, is it possible that when these two fuse, they automatically get bumped up a super that stage? Was, that was me making a typo. It's just the word stage. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it technically makes sense, a super stage. Uh, and if so, is it possible that GT Gogeta is actually Super Saiyan 5? I have a feeling it's not, but I thought it was worth writing to see what you all thought. Here's what I'm going to bring in. When they fuse into Vegito in the, I guess you would say, canon series, Vegito only goes Super Saiyan. Not Super Saiyan 2, and this is like one of those big fanboy discussions online. Vegito was actually Super Saiyan 2 because he has lightning and blah, 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 blah. He only calls himself Super Vegito, and every official publication backs up the fact that Vegito only went Super Saiyan 1. Specifically in the Daizenshu, it does say that Vegito, as Super Vegito, has strength that exceeds that of Super Saiyan 3. What I think here is that fusion characters break rules when it comes to stages. They're just so crazy and so strong that different physical characteristics kind of happen. And I'm really, really reading into it, but that's just my explanation. Like Gotenks, when he fuses... We don't ever see him Super Saiyan 2. Daisenshu backs up that he went Super Saiyan 2. He just went straight to 3 in the series. Because he, he can? Because he can. They're crazy strong. And I think that um, just the character design alone of Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, if he didn't have any of those distinguishing characteristics like red hair, he would just look like Goku in Super Saiyan 4. You know? Mm. Maybe it's playing off of Vegeta's on-again, off-again red, red highlights. highlights. Yeah, that's mm, true. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm, I think I'm going to play the card of, you know, when they fuse, they get the fusion vest and stuff. And if they didn't do anything, he would just look too much like Goku. But I like the red highlights thing, too. He's uh, not Super Saiyan 5, but I love the uh, sparking Neo, and, well, actually the original sparking alternate outfit for Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. It's like the black silver hair, Super Saiyan 6 Gogeta bullshit nonsense. <laughs> so I think our official answer is that he is very explicitly called Super Saiyajin for Gogeta. Um, in all the publications, everything, we know that it's Super Saiyajin 4. He's just super strong because he's Gogeta. I'll accept that. We have one last email. It was actually two emails from Jaime. Jaime. <laughs> oh my god. You will remember, Jeff. And uh, I really don't even have anything for you to read here because the two emails were lots and lots of questions about Dragon Ball DVDs as released by Funimation. Lots and lots of questions that I could answer one by one, but it would be a lot easier to check out the amazing DVD guide we have on Daisenshu EX, which answers every single last question you had. Uh, I actually even just updated it with everything we know about the remastered sets. Like, I even broke it down into, you know, these are the three releases that we've had of Season 1. Uh, if you check out the DVD guide, you can see which discs contain which episodes, release dates for all of them, cover art, even what's in all the box sets that have been released. So that's probably going to be your best stop to find out all the answers. But just real quickly, here's a couple quick answers for you. Funimation's um, box set of the Dragon Ball movies does indeed contain movies 2, 3, and 4. And this is the only way you can get Dragon Ball Movie 2. Previously, movies 3 and 4, which is the 10th anniversary movie, had their own single releases. Movie 2 only came out in the box set with 2, 3, and 4. Dragon Ball Movie 1 is currently held up in the home sub-license distribution hell from uh, Kidmark, Trimark, Lionsgate, whatever the hell you want to call them. Same thing as Dragon Ball Episodes 1 through 13. Um, even Australia that got the Japanese releases of 1 through 13, they didn't get a Japanese version of Dragon Ball Movie 1. We don't know when it's ever going to come out. You look very confused. It is crazy what happened with these. You know how we have this new box set of DBZ? Yeah. And one of the main reasons was that when Funimation was getting started, they sub-licensed home distribution to Pioneer. Yeah. When Pioneer's sub-license expired, they went back to do it themselves. Ugh. Earlier on before DBZ with Dragon Ball, they did another one of those sub-licensed sub home distribution dealies with Kidmark, Trimark. It's really just Lionsgate Films. Oh, okay. Their contract either never expires or they keep renewing it. Oh. And not doing anything with and it. And not doing anything with it, which means Funimation cannot release that stuff in North America. Nice job, dipshits. Right. <laughs> it didn't apply to Australia, so Australia got a sub, a hybrid um, dub sub-release of 1 through 13, huh. which was the first season. But Movie 1 is you know completely shot. Hmm. And uh, the other question, main question you had, uh, you know, all the bullshit going on with DBZ and the remastered, all that set. Funimation's releases of the original Dragon Ball, you know, excluding 1 through 13, 14 through 2, or not 291, 153. Funimation did the two-disc box sets. They're fine, other than, you know, kind of a low bit rate with all the crammed on episodes. Good stuff. Pick them up. DB guy, I can't talk. DVD guide will tell you everything you need to know. And that's going to wrap up all the emails for this week. We've had a lot, so I wanted to hit up a whole bunch to get answers to people. If you would like to send an email, oh so simple, send it on over to podcast at dizex.com. And now it's time to give away bullshit. Let's get rid of this. 
Tanuki Kuribo got us this somehow. We don't know how. We made up an elaborate story of him stealing stuff from a truck. It was a train. Train. Even better. <laughs> In motion. We have one of these Dragon Ball Z Funimation remastered season one DVD box sets that we've been talking about and we greatly dislike. And we don't think anyone should ever have to pay for this. So we're going to give one away. We got a lot of entries. We weren't getting a lot at first. I was like, wow, no one really wants this. But then a whole bunch of entries poured in. And what's funny is they all say, well, I don't really want it. But, <laughs> but you're I guess it away. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is almost all of them say this, which I just love. So we're just going to do another random number drawing, and we're going to see who wins. Can I, can I make a request? Sure. If whoever the winner is that we select... If they actually have something like that written in their email, can we read it? If it's funny? Sure. All right. If they have something funny. Okay. I, Some people didn't say anything. I think I want to make another request, actually. Okay. If you're going to win this, you're going to set it on fire or put it in a microwave, and we want video. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Whatever you do with it, you got to let us know what you do yes, with it. Yes, we want to see what you do with this box set. All right. So let's find out who wins. You know what? That should be a new contest. What? <laughs> a new contest should be give us your best video of you destroying this set. And then we can make, like, you know, a bunch or, of videos and throw them up on oh, YouTube. That's what you could have done. It would be great anti-marketing. That could have been the great email competition right there. Give us oh, your no. best ideas on how to destroy this box set. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that with season two. Sweet. All right, let's pick a winner here. Picking a random number. Our winner of this piece of thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's read what they have to say first. What they have to say. The subject was, hello, I'm Chris. And I'm interested in the season one box set you're giving away. The subject pretty much says it all. I don't know if you wanted a mailing address for me or not, but the chances of me winning are statistically insignificant. <laughs> if I win, I'll go ahead and shoot that over to you. Much appreciated Chris Fagnan, or Fagnan, or Fagnan, or whatever your name is, Chris, you have won. I guess it wasn't significant. <laughs> You know what? You won. I will be sending you a response, and uh, we'll be getting this box set out to you. And because I don't actually hate you, I'm going to include some nice things along with this as well. I have stuff sitting around. We have lots of contests that we can have. We got t-shirts. We've got posters. Really nice posters. Maybe I'll throw in a t-shirt with this. Give us your sizes. And if we have a t-shirt that fits your size, we will give you a shirt. I don't even know what sizes we have. I know. I got some in my closet, too. No, they no, have no. worn them previously, no, folks. No, no, they're actually new t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they're in my closet. I don't mean they're up on my hangers. They're in the dryer right now. <laughs> With, like, the totally... tags and everything brand new. And they're being dry cleaned over at Yang's Shoes down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll throw in a t-shirt. And I also have copies of, you know, the new Otakunum DVD. This is Otakunum fan parody. Ooh. We've got more copies of our last AMV DVD, which has Doom Rider as, you know, like full DVD quality on there. Ah. So we'll send you some good DVDs. Along with the bad DVDs. Mm. Get a little nice care package from Daisenshu EX. So congratulations, Chris. We are happy to get rid of this. And uh, we're not going to have another contest next week, but we have so much stuff sitting around. I would not be surprised if we have another one in the very near future. We have posters. I have more DVDs. Some are movies. Some are TV volumes. We've got, I don't even remember, there's like a box of stuff under here. So it's like a box stuff. of cards. I don't remember if they're collectible card game cards or like trading cards with pretty pictures, but Who knows? they're cards. They're cool. We got And con season's coming up, which means I'll you know, pick up even more stuff to give away. That's always cool. But maybe first we should get rid of the free stuff. That's true. Instead of buying stuff. Right. That's going to wrap up the episode for the week, I think. 
Jaburu Chekuru. That's it. So, uh, I don't really have anything else to say. That was cool stuff. So, uh, next month, you will see Volume 3 of the Manga Review Analysis. Like we've been saying, we don't even have a real title for this recurring segment yet. Come up with the titles for us. Drop yes. us a line. That that's great. Please give us a title for this manga review of awesomeness. Yes, podcast at dizex.com. And don't call it manga review of awesomeness. <laughs> How about manga <laughs> review of shit? Okay. The shit seems so, to be the word of the day. This is good good shit. Good though. shit. Good shit. I, manga review of this good shit. This is good good shit. I can't talk anymore. We need to finish up. <laughs> so uh Julian, happy well as you hear this belated birthday. Hope you're old and stuff. We're actually gonna see him like next week or something. Oh right. Performing? Yeah. Ah. He's going to come crash here, too. Nice. So maybe we'll do something cool that night. So uh, let's say goodbye to Jeff. Jeff Cool. I'm waiting for the bye. You said you're going to say goodbye. Yeah, that's so rude. You say goodbye. Goodbye, Jeff. Goodbye, Jeff. You're going to stay here, though. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to actually like leave I, right now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I was just about to reach for the shoes. Okay. Hi, yeah, okay, bye, folks. You got any cool stuff to plug? Um, Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, that's wink. true. That's we'll true. We'll have to change that. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay, yeah. Um, no, nothing uh, really to plug except for my still unupdated website, uh, www.jhgfd.com slash, uh, well, nothing. Uh, just that. <laughs> slash nothing. Slash nothing. Hey, there's nothing there when I go there. Put slash and then nothing directory. Crap. You know what? Now I have to make it. All right. <laughs> I'm going home and making that right now. <laughs> Mary, uh, I guess you have a site? Yeah. I guess where, I should update it. Where can we find you? I am at Tempelo Trunks, which is www.templeotrunks.com. Cool shiz. So people can check you out there and on this podcast, and you're typically here and saying nice things. And then there's Julian and myself. You can find us at Dyson X, which can be found online at www.www.www.slash slash colon <laughs> del space FTP asterisk dot. Oh, don't asterisk. even. Don't, I've already seen that happen this week on a Mac podcast. Come on now. <laughs> uh, com. That is the Dizenshu EX. So for Jeff over here and for Mary and for Julian, who's probably off doing something equally as awesome as recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> On his birthday. <laughs> On his birthday? Yeah. I am Mike Libri, Vegito EX, and I just found a friend in one of your lies. Oh, guys, in your EX support the castle. I can't you more keep the Kurosate Arigato Gozaimas. Gigayo, Otanashimi. I'm looking for the puff puff. I I can't find the puff puff. Where's? Oh, they, hey hey, there's the puff puff. Hey. <laughs>